podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. And this is true. We love to do the things that we're not supposed to do. We don't need robbing, stealing, or mugging. In fact, we'll take it seriously. We're only bugging. Hello, my name's Mark Webster. This is The Whistleblowers. I'm delighted to say that we have a lovely little thing that you can join and sign up for and have a go at. Sign up and play the football pools and get four games free. And all you've got to do is go to bit.ly forward slash football pools to do that very thing. I'll give you some other details a little bit later on because I want to introduce you to my guests now for the evening. And um, as, as, as it would happen, uh, gentlemen, um, and, and everybody listening, it's World Book Day today, as, oh. as we record which is why it's nice to have around me inferior writers as to make myself feel <laughs> That's why I'm as Harry better. Potter tonight. <laughs> exactly. Oh, is that why you dress as Harry Potter, is it? As opposed to why you always dress as Harry Potter. Uh, it's a very good point. I, I'm glad I did, I did say to my two guests this evening, it's World Book Day, so come along as your favourite literary character. So Mr Mark Baxter has arrived as Harry Potter. Good evening. Uh, I suppose you relate to him, don't you? Because you know, you're, you know that a nice <clears throat> middle-class boy with glasses who, who's also a witch. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, what can you say? <laughs> <laughs> I've done myself up there a little bit. Yeah. Yes, you did. Because I, I didn't thought about that part <laughs> of it. So, so I'm so pleased you went. Well, there. I obviously have. Yeah, obviously, I'm well, completely he's a, silent. He's a Bradford fan, isn't he? With that scarf. With the, the, That's yeah, a yeah, actually yeah. good shout. Oh, yeah. Very topical. Yeah, no, no, exactly right. Well, put, well pulled. I, although I don't know why Dermot Cavanagh, uh, who, who's, uh, who's here, in, uh, he's, he's in two roles actually. Uh, the, the nice thing about him is he, he's the uh, picture editor at the, at the time. Sports picture. Sports picture of the Sunday Times. Of the Sunday. Close. So none of that. What I just said. So just just to just to confirm, you're the sports picture editor at the Sunday Times. Not Monday Damn. or Friday. Yeah. So no free shots of Jordan this evening then. <laughs> yeah, with yeah. their no bosoms. Yeah. Whatever they may be. Um, but Dermot's here. Oh, oh, and, and, and who have you come as, Dermot? Because we've given you a minute and a half to think well, about uh, it. I've, I've come as... Um, oh, God. Uh, I haven't... I can't think. Alan, I've come as Alan Clark, because that name was mentioned to me earlier today, but not Alan Clark, the Leeds United footballer. Ah, Alan Clark, the man who wrote Scum. Very nice yeah. indeed. Oh, well, yeah. well, 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 and well, and well. as everybody uh, who may have seen Twitter early on, and, and the boys can confirm me, I'll come as Dame Barbara Cartland. And I'm very fetching you are too, sir. Well, uh, uh, not too much. What do you think? Goldfish in the hill. <laughs> pink was always like, yeah, pink was the colour for boys in the olden days. So I think I just I just pulled this stuff off. You're pull it off. I pull it off. Now, um, the, the nice reason that, that Dermot's here is because uh, he is. He's gone back and found a story which was told beautifully, actually, on documentary a few years ago. Uh, but it, it, it needed retelling. It needed, it needed picking out, and he's going to do that in a book. And that is all about the footballer Laurie Cunningham. Laurie Cunningham, yeah, yeah. And um, well, the, the reason I got interested in Laurie was—he's um, a sort of forgotten name. There's lots of those people in football, you know, a lot, lot of characters who yeah. you go to foreign countries and disappear and you think you never hear them again but the thing that really intrigued me about Laurie was that he was a soul boy he was a North London soul boy from yeah. Finsbury Park this is in the, in the mid 70s early to mid 70s um, and there's a whole I think sort of fascinating history of London that, that all bubbles around that you know the clubs the dancing the fashion the whole youth culture which hasn't really to my mind been properly documented it's been done so you, in so various you're, versions so you're, putting me in the, you're, you're slapping him in the middle of that, for the for the story, yeah, that's the yeah, idea. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he was a, a, a lot of people know his story, especially with that documentary. He's a fantastically talented footballer, yes. 
arguably the first black footballer to play for England in 1977 and Quite. under 21s uh, went to Real Madrid so he's got, he's got a fantastic footballing story but his his social story if you yeah. want to put it like that is is equally fascinating we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more like, more detail and in fact if you follow it on Twitter you'll see uh, I think pretty much the photograph that inspired it it's, it's a thing that we can't do very well on the podcast here but back to, as well you know you, you've seen a picture yeah, this wonderful. may be the wonderful. greatest photograph I've ever seen of a, uh, of a footballer not in football well, kit. Well, it's, 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 it's not a footballer. It's a guy on the street with an amazing suit on him. I mean, <laughs> the fact that you play for uh, Real Madrid at the end of it... and he's, Well, the he's, fact he's still in the centre spot of Brisbane Road at Orient when he signed his... Dressed like that. Unbelievable, unbelievable. And, and yeah, I mean, he's one of those names that, as, as Dermot said, he's been... F- Sadly forgotten in some ways and un- certainly undervalued. And when you see that photograph and you see where he ended up and where he played and who he played for, uh, you know, he's screaming out to be, you know, made into obviously a book and a, and, and a documentary which was really good. But, yeah. you know, it was almost, again, that was hidden away like ITV4 yeah, or something. They're, they're floating a film, we can, we can I, only hope so, for the best. Yeah. It, 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 it was story. a good documentary, but it was, it, was it was a football documentary. There was no real mention of that. The, of his, the whole the clubbing, the fashion, which, I, which I didn't know anything about, yeah, which is, yeah, which is yeah. what the, these, these things were there for. To, so enlighten exactly and, and tell right. you, and, and they, what a wonderful story. Exactly right, exactly right. We'll talk about that a little bit more, but yeah. it, 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 more immediately, what we need to talk about is um, is our football managers. Because um, I think, actually, Tim Sherwood did the honours, I believe. I, I think pretty much that he, he started this whole thing off with um, a manic running up and down the line for the nicking of three points in a, his second game and the, and the only but basically I, I don't know what do you think Bax a little bit too previous with the over celebrations he, he looks like he's about to explode most <laughs> any second so uh, when that when they got the pen and uh, obviously scored the pen he, he was unbelievable he, I mean of the pressure or the stress he's putting himself under I don't know it's just the explosion of that goal going in he was down that like a number four dog out the old door. <laughs> At a Catford, it was gone, and it was just like, calm down, come yeah, on. But because I, I understand, you still got twelve yeah, games I, I understand to go, it's a know. very valuable three points, and it was a a, 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 a very fortuitous touch because the goalkeeper made a right nose of it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you could just see thinking he's exploded. I mean, the Spurs, he was very, uh, you know, very lively to say the yes. least. But, you know, yeah, fair play. But it was a little bit over the top, I think. See, the gilet, as we could call it. Yeah. Where, where do you, where do you yeah, take it from there? Like you say, he's, he's gone yeah, too where, soon, where hasn't he? Go? Yeah, he's yeah. gone too is soon, he gonna, I think. This is do my, a pommel horse on the dugout worry. or something, yeah. Is, I th- the, the, this is, you're going to get this from, from football. You know, they, they, they're going to get... They, you know, they've got, they're, they're a bit of a dog and pony show. Or, or some of them think they can be or need to be. So Tim Show has clearly decided that this is a good way to go about generating... And rallying the troops, yeah. either the footballers and the crowd as crowd. well. He's done it. He's done it before at Spurs, as you say. Though, do you think it's a good tactic, though, Dermot? I don't. Well, it, it's that dreaded word, passion. Like he's, he's this sort of manufactured. I don't, for one minute, doubt that he was, you know, excited and, and, and totally involved in the game. And he's a football man, but you know, uh, it's almost it's like kissing the badge when you've joined a new, you know, oh, signed for a new club. It, I, I think it's. People see through it straight away. I thought we actually <laughs> tried to kiss the badge 
at one point. But he, was, but he was on the, on the gilet, which is a tough call when it's yeah, with, yeah, yeah, with, yeah, with yeah, any yeah, form yeah. of padded coaching yeah. as, as well. Yeah. I, I don't know if you've ever done this before. Maybe it was but, kissing the sponsor's <laughs> logo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got it with my North Face logo many a time. I've got my face around it. But he actually was doing this sort of weird thing when he's checking his own pulse and all that. Yeah, that was that was weird, wasn't it? That looked a bit sinister, didn't it? Yes, once was plenty. Once was plenty. He kept going, but I thought, no, no, come on. The last last couple of games of the season, you go, okay, fair enough. But as you say, quite a way to go yet. A little bit too soon. But, you know, he's a, he's a passionate guy, to say the least. But we it? need to discuss this in general terms, in broader terms, because, of course, this is, because this is what football, our football fans tend to think, because they will register their managers by this too often for my liking. Exhibit A, <laughs> down at the dead. <laughs> now... Carry on camping, anyone? <laughs> well, Mr Ian Holloway... Now, I think that, that there's a decent football manager there and there's a bloke who gives it a really good go, but, of course, he's got a lot more tricks in his bag than simply that. What are you seeing down there at the moment? Absolute rubbish. <laughs> no, well, for no, him no, or for I mean, them? I've got to I mean, obviously, he's another passionate guy and he's running around like an absolute jack-in-the-box and going mental... But the players not res- not responding to so it. So that trick's and not the, working. And then, I right? remember being on here, I don't know, six months ago, and I used the word charlatan. I don't know if anyone remembers <laughs> that. <laughs> you did, yeah. and, and, no, and no, that, no. A man that, behind you <laughs> shouted charlatan. Yeah. Let me just, I, I just need to explain this, because you need to hear this, <laughs> is that someone behind Mark Baxter at Millwall stood up and said, Sir, <laughs> you're a charlatan. <laughs> and they were absolutely spot on. In absolutely. 1685, he said that. <laughs> It was spot on because none of us, we were trying to give him the benefit of the doubt and say, you know, give him time, give him, he's had a year, he's had more than a year, he's brought a load of players in. Has he? We're down, yeah, we're down, we're proper down, really poor, very poor. But, so, so what, how, is he countering it in this physical way, is he using his old school moves, is it? Yeah, he's not working though, he's running around, he's over, he's, he's. He's having a free rounder with the, the fourth official every game. He's caught, he's round with you know not round, but he's he's in the crowd. He's up the tunnel. He's stewards. He's making he's making a show of himself. My mum would say a poppy show. There you go, a poppy show. Perfect. And he, and it's not working. It's not working because what he's trying and you know and the other thing is. Is there an element? Do managers try and pull the wool over our eyes? Is this is this the trick that you think they're working? Because Gus Poyers, obviously, we know he, he, he is, is the, the, the next current one on this one here as well. They start performing, you know, because they know that everyone's watching the cameras, everyone, you know, yeah. how many thousand people, and well, mate, it must be very difficult not to do it. I mean, I'll, I'll, but um, no, but I mean, are they, are, are they using it strategically? Do you think they papering over the cracks? Do they think they're being cute and doing smoke and mirrors and and like you won't notice that we just lost four nil if I if I just basically throw a tantrum on the side of the pitch? Well. I wouldn't say that. Someone like Ian Holloway, I wouldn't have thought so. But um, it sounds like it, it's deeper at Millwall than. than I mean, <laughs> I, mean I, think, I think most. I mean, down there. I mean, whatever. Like, what, the, the regulars that come down, the season ticket holders, have worked it all out. They watch enough poor football over the years. They know when something's really poor, and he, whatever he does doesn't really matter. It doesn't work. What you see on the pitch is not good enough, and. He's not motivating the players. He's, he's, his staff are not motivating. He's sort of completely... So all of his little not, tricks... It just, just doesn't just work. Happen, so yeah. no one's buying it no more. Yeah. So stop doing it. But I don't think he can. I think that's how he is. I think he's generally like that. But it, it works. It's worked elsewhere. It hasn't worked down there. They don't seem to be able to pay him off because obviously he's on a four-year deal. 
three years to go. There's a lot of dough to pay. So please do the horrible thing and walk away. He's not going to do. Doesn't like him to do that either. Down with the ship, anyone? Off he goes. And, and, and basically, but, but the, the alternative is a manager with a notebook who doesn't move. Yeah, uh, which well, it's, 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 it's that even worse. Yeah. From, well, I don't we've know. We've gone from Kenny Jacket who never moved like a waxwork. Yeah. So a uh, uh, Jack in a box, and you know. But here's the thing. This is the point about all of this conversation. I mean, you, you know, you look at you know Bruce and Pye the other day. It, it, it's all the, uh, uh, you know any manager have got their own way of doing things, but they have to sell themselves a bit. It would seem. Now, I think that's ridiculous, personally, because I you know I, I've got no interest. I don't care if my manager's got a, a, a suit on or a tracksuit on, whether he's whether he's running up and down or not. What goes on out there is because clearly I don't, I don't think the two relate at all, Dermot. Mm. I mean, does it make any sense to you that you have to have these histrionics? No, but it's probably... I don't know, I haven't really thought about it in, in enough detail, but it, the fact that everything is televised now, your reaction is, is straight on YouTube, is straight on TV, so maybe there's sub, subliminally... So you're not they're reacting. thinking, you're, you don't care enough, so it's this whole passion yeah. thing again. Are which, you talking about okay. Nigel Pearson, aren't you? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> <How> <laughs> much, his entire rights of passage that he's gone through this season. I don't remember... Brian Clough particularly being that animated. Towards uh, you know, well, Eddie, come on and give yeah, someone a right hand, didn't uh, he? But how much money would you? How much would you pay the full official to get out of the way of? of uh, it took Bruce? a lot of make Brian Clough put his red wine down and then come <laughs> yeah, out yeah, and yeah, bitch yeah, and slap yeah. something. How much money him? would you pay the full official to get out of the way of Bruce and Poy overnight? That would have been perfect. Get out of way. Go on. Sort it out. Is he Sutherland? Is he Sutherland? Hole. Let him have a go. The other angle. Set the circle. Set the circle. Get on. Get in there. Get in there. The other side, I suppose, is you're putting pressure on on the linesman and the referee by by showing your anger and, and I think chasing him down the I line or, is, or, 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 or swearing at him as he runs past. I think it is a You're show. You're trying to influence him. It is yeah. a show, but I mean, I think, I think as you said yourself, the, it's, it's on television so much, everyone's seen it so much now. You know, they're getting, they're getting wired, the wires up, the queue, the queue people watched it enough of it. They know when something's a little bit, like, iffy. In the day, as you said, it's on the pitch. What goes on the pitch, the rest of it is yeah. just, it's pantomime. It's You're, pantomime. you're so Brentford, so yeah. so you've got uh, the leaving manager mob, yeah. Which of course, that is, 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 is a bit swapping of language from him, uh, you know, body no, language. He's been, I suppose, he, no, he's he's relatively he's relatively contained. I mean, he, he does what you want. He shouts from the line, such and like consults with David Weir, his assistant, but he doesn't he doesn't write them down the line. He doesn't do all this histrionic. I, I'm, I've never seen him shouting at the ref, you know, or, or trying to collar the linesman. I, I think he's sort of. Slightly more considered than Steady that. Steady Eddie, then. Yeah. Well, yeah, but um, responds to the crowd when they sing his name. He turns around and claps, which is always good. Not all managers do that, no. do they? Yeah. Um, but it's almost... Well, I mean, it's he does the, opposite. the car park at the end uh, of the yeah, season yeah. when he's well, gone. It's the opposite <laughs> to Millwall. <laughs> We're doing brilliantly. They've done him, haven't they? Be- yeah. Best yeah. we've ever done, and, and they're getting rid of him. You know, which but is complete opposite with... to Millwall. We're playing great, high-tempo... Pressing football, we'll have him. skillful football. We'll have him. He's got some great all day long. All yeah. day long, I'll take him all day long. Great loanees from you know Spurs, Everton, you know, great sort of context. His story, and he's his, put his together story, a really good story team. coming from the city. Yeah, working for a living, gone into football. Uh, it's a great story. He's actually seen the reality of what everyone else is going through. You mean that, bu- a... that book is written from suit to tracksuit? <laughs> uh, which I just obviously, yeah, no. but uh, on, it... on, on, on World Book Day. <laughs> That's what I'm writing the Mark Warburton story. Come dress as Bob Warburton. Also, the, the, dread, the dreaded um, European model was mentioned by the owner. Well, which, um, do we hate think, this? Do you hate that then? Well, 
I don't really know what it is. That's the thing. Well, there is a sporting that. director, whatever, a director oh, yeah. of football. In a day, he's you know, Brentford, uh, isn't it? Basically, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. All those scenes <laughs> are all that reasonable <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. But, and then they're trying to get in a manager from Rio Vallecano, who are the fourth club in Madrid or whatever. So there's no sort of, well, how is this taking us up? We're the best we've ever been. And now we're going to change the model <laughs> of this bloke. He's got really good contacts. He's making the team play brilliantly. To, uh, yeah, I, you I, can't choose the players, you can't buy the I players. Dump, we'll I dump him mercilessly. What use is he to yeah, us? Yeah. <laughs> Cause, uh, speaking of the managers of their ilk, and, and, and this is a kind of extended part of the conversation, is Alan Pardew, oh. um, obviously feeling the pain, uh, his own pain, I think, more than anybody else's, uh, said that Pandrasi seems to have a greater effect on the decision process at the FA. We're damned by TV. His implication is, is that, I suppose you have to take this on two levels. Stuff actually does happen on a football pitch, and yeah. it is or isn't right or isn't, isn't wrong. Yeah. And, and Pardew's take is, it's the nature of the way it's then picked up and adopted will then, then sort of manipulate and mould the way that people think about, about whether someone's going to get the, you know, sort of, sort of retrospective, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, has he got a point... So, Anymore so, in this world. So, so, <laughs> so be fair. I mean, not in Newcastle. The, the saturation point we reached with the punditry. I mean, we watch anything. I mean, I watched the other week. I've got to say, I watched the Spurs, the home league against. Who was it? We were playing the cup. Fiorentina in the cup was it? Where it was, and it was like Owen Hargreaves was slaughtering that team, the, the, the Italian team, for the entire game. Yeah. They're rubbish at the back. They're terrible. Of course, they went through. Yes. <laughs> yeah. went, but apart from that, you but mean. he was. And I was listening to. Him, he must have repeated it about thirty times how bad they were at the back. And I mean, Spurs were one up at the time. And then, of course, the second league, they go, they go out. And I, when I, and I thought, what, what, what valid point did you have in that? You you're just making a point about a team. But really, but I'm watching it. I'm a football fan, so I watch it. And I make my own mind up. And I thought, they ain't that bad. But this, but this, this is why I don't mind it. And it does. And I know it gets a lot of abuse. I mean, you know, this is the territory I work in when I write a column for the, the Mail Online and all that stuff. Is that um, everyone hates the fact that someone has got an opinion. And most of the someones, of course, are ex-professional footballers. But, of course, all it is is an opinion. Mm, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. And, and this is broadcasting. So someone's bloody be- better say something, you yeah, know. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Well, you can't have dead air. Or, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, so yeah. That was one of the problems with Roy Keane, wasn't it? He, he was too concise, and then there'd be a sort of... <laughs> a gale blowing through yeah. the studio and like any more no no no, yeah. no no I think what happened you just see those yeah. dark clouds yeah. actually yeah. closing yeah. behind the stadium yeah. and, then, and his uh, eyes was glow red yes you're right and um, I mean I, I don't know what was Pardew talking about a specific incident he, he, he was he's the Jednic uh, yeah. elbow and, and, and I think what he said was <laughs> is that it was it was uh, that his previous had been focused on nah. Yeah. During the punditry, see, I think that's just a manager defending a player. Well, of course it, it is, yeah. but he's finding a way of doing it. But yeah. I, I think this is the deflection. Gist. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But there is an element of this which which worries me: is that I don't. How the hell did Wes Brown oh. get off of, of of a card that Roger Reece said he saw him foul him? Then it goes to the tribunal, and the tribunal overturn. What is apparently the only thing that's sacrosanct in this entire procedure, which is what the referee says he sees, 
Wes Brown gets off, and so does John O'Shea, who actually committed the foul in the first place. Right. Now, have I, have I misread this? No, we're just baffled, is the word I would use. Because when you, when you, I was watching Sky Sports when they were actually, I think it was Mercer was reporting on the game at the time. And, he, and he's funny, Mercer. He, he just come out with, well, he's got it completely wrong, and then Jeff's standing but but So you, you could hear what was going on. You could you think, well, he got complete balls up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then when you watched it, you think, oh, yeah, complete balls. And then the FA go, actually... We won't worry about any of that. We'll just leave that as it was. Don't worry about it. It's not a problem. Then you're sitting there thinking, what happened there? Like, so it, the whole thing is, um, you know, there's a million different views on, on one incident now. And, 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 you know, but I'll still go back to, you're a, football, you're a football fan, you make your own mind up. I don't think, I don't really get influenced by Jamie Carragher or Phil, uh, Gary Neville or anybody. And, I mean, what, when I saw the Jednet, I didn't, I didn't know anything about that until today. And I watched that. Come on. I mean, come on. Shut up, yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like Jackie Palo going through. <laughs> it's, Jackie, it's, it's Mick McManus. Mark, if you don't mind. Um, One for the youngsters. Uh, Mark's, Mark's making reference to wrestlers before your time, listeners. Re- wrestlers before your time. Oh, and from England. English wrestlers from before your time. This is the, it's still a big deal, though, because... Football, it, this is, we're, it's a whole package. Let's not, let's not be stupid enough to admit to assume that football is isolated from, from the television, like it's isolated from the, from, from the press. Like it's the whole thing is a package, which is why it's worth a zillionty zillion mm. pound yeah. nowadays. Pardew still makes the point, but do you think there's still an element of truth in there? Will they, will they, still, will they use other people's opinions, or will they be able to simply look at that thing in the cold light of day? I'm not totally confident they do. No, I think um, anything. Well, anything's possible with the FA, isn't it? And they, yes. they um, oh, yes. oh yes, if there's a vested interest, um, it will probably vest itself, you know. But um, <laughs> is that is that you do that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is that the use yeah, of the word yeah, vested? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Basically, under shirt, you know, um, below the shirt. So I think Pardew probably has got a point in, in, when you view it like that. But and also. Don't want to come out in defence of referees, but they are the easiest, softest target, aren't they? You know, I know you're saying they're the ultimate you know, yes, authority granted, on the pitch granted. and all that. You miss it, you miss it. The FA don't, I don't think, you know, if I was a ref, I wouldn't feel particularly backed up by the FA. No, you know? no. I think this is the problem, yeah, because, because, because where they're sort of like fudging around all over the place, Mark, what they're also not doing is they're not also just basically making the refs, they're not, they're not, they're not defending for the hill and saying like, look, here's the problem that they've got. I mean, I mean, what they do is, of course, they send some poor sod down to go and, and, and hold the, full, the board up at Fleetwood. Yeah. You know, they get a week off, don't they? They have a bag. Well, it's he goes in the naughty a, corner, don't yeah, he? Really? Yeah, it's perceived to be a bad game on the naughty step, and off you go for it. Have a week away, you, do, you say a couple of like. Go and go think about what you've done, all yeah, right? Go, out of the yeah, spotlight. Yeah. But I mean, uh, again, you, you, I mean, I don't know, everyone's sort of, you know, regularly you want to see you want to see the referee come out and. It's not to say defend himself, but say explain what he did, what what he saw. I don't. I've never understood why they can't do that. Everyone else has an opinion. Well, Pundit, player, manager. Well, to the point where come on, bring the ref out. To, exactly to the point where that if they dissected it properly, Dermot, they could actually go. You know what? You know you're right. Yeah. Well, now, they're not now, allowed. They're but, not allowed. There's this infallibility. This the they're not allowed the to say. I didn't see it. You know, you can't be that honest, can you? As no, a but, but this is this is the weird <laughs> thing. They they hide behind the I saw it thing. Yeah. But now. The West Brown thing surely scuppers that absolutely, as well. So absolutely. that's all right, but that's all right. I think, I mean, they, they've got to be given their voice. I mean, in the daylight, you know, say the goal line, goal line technology now, 
I mean, everything sort of, you know, it's been investigated, millions of cameras every game. And the guy that's basically calling all the shots doesn't, have, doesn't come out and say anything. No. He does it in a split second. Mm. You see 15 replays go, oh, he got that completely wrong. But he never, he never gets wheeled out. I yeah. mean, obviously, give me, give me his voice. Honest mistake, Guff. I mean, I, I saw it like this. That's what happened. But then you, you get slaughtered for three or four days. The FA get involved, and it's like, it's a, it's a pantomime. That's a it? very interesting point, because, because what's, they never acknowledge mistakes. What they do is there's, there's, it's, it's, it's by default, by, as I say, someone you know, waving the, you know, the ball down at Fleetwood. If you go to American sports, uh, which is a zillion cameras on everything that ever happens, yeah. mistakes is part, they understand that mistakes yeah. are part of the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, They correct them as best they can during the course of the game. Absolutely. But, the, but then what they also then do is that they don't then go around punishing people because they say, well, we're just humans, we all make mistakes. But haven't FIFA just knocked back the, the video review oh, thing yeah, as well? Go, so, so they've sucked there, the joy politics. out of that moment. <laughs> well, yeah, but there's... There's all that politics as well. It's far isn't there? too Which, sensible. Uh, it far become... too sensible. Yeah. Showing it on the camera. So you end up holding a board at Fleetwood, yeah? Because <laughs> <laughs> FIFA, FIFA won't. It's a no winner. It's basically beef out. Video. It's a no winner, isn't it? Really? Some no. For the bizarre, I actually quite fancy now. Whilst dressed as I am now, as Dame Barbara Carland. <laughs> I'd love to do that. Run the line at Fleetwood. No, well, no, just hold the fourth official dresses Dave Barber Cartlin and to, 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 bring on, to do the subs. You know what? And then now, worry for you. I actually see that in my mind. <laughs> can you not? Very, very I can see it in no, my I can mind. See it. It's too. very clear. Yeah. Too clear. Far too clear. And I can't see anyone having any problem with that either, as well, Max. But perhaps that's just me. Uh, don't forget our Whistleblowers iPhone app is completely free and just been updated. You get this podcast first, videos, and all the archives, plus the latest football news from the BBC, Telegraph, and The Guardian. Not the times. Follow the links. Don't care. Oh, arsh. Sunday times. Sunday times. Oh, for Christ's sake! Get it right. Come on. Can you imagine the battle? Because this is the weird thing. Most people wouldn't give a a, a monkeys about whether the the times are. But in that building, it's 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 like in it. Man United, Man City. Yes, exactly. It's an off. It's an off. There you go. The weekends is carnage, isn't it? Yeah. Fancy dance and yeah. Yeoman, yeah. yeah. Oh, Stout yeoman. Yeah. Who'd have thought? <laughs> Follow the links from whistleblowers.net or find them in the app store. Um, uh, it, pick the bones out of this one, boys. At least football is safe because they've got some rules in place. That's the important thing, I mean. <clears throat> Dave Whelan. Uh, 73? I'm... Yeah. Wigan Athletic. Yes. JJB Sports, was it, or the other one? Yeah, no, yeah, no JJB. Yeah. It's JJB, JJB. Um, uh, clearly... Um, uh, understands people from around the world and that, and 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 has names for them. Um, uh, back end of a problem that he's at the club with a manager that's had problems elsewhere. Has appointed his twenty-three-year-old grandson David Sharp as the uh, as the heir apparent. Now, when I first read this, it just said grandson, and I, and uh, and I know on Twitter I said like you know he's been given wing athlete and all he wanted was an Xbox, um, <laughs> but and I thought it was quite a good joke. Yes. Except for you, it's, yes. It, oh, <laughs> and thank you, Mark Baxter. Except, of course, we aren't talking about a twenty-year-old man who who went to Oxford but didn't finish his business studies. Uh-huh. So perhaps he does want an Xbox. <laughs> so perhaps it was actually a bit closer to the truth. Um, I can't. It's a little bit of a sort of um, <coughs> existentialist point about this year. I always feel like I'm having to go at Wigan supporters when you have a go, when I have a go at Wigan because you know there's a Premier League team at twelve thousand homes. I'm not having a go at the people that went. Yeah. 
God bless the people that went. I mean, Absolutely. you know, they had a go. They're having a, they're having a go. The people that go. There's no one else goes though. So I'm having a go at the people that either don't exist or don't go. I don't know. I don't. You know, it's a kind of Ricky Schroeder's cat thing. What, what, you know, what's <laughs> well, that? Well, you think they didn't really deserve to be in the Premier League? It's a rugby. It's a rugby town, isn't it? It's basically <laughs> rugby town. I have. I, I feel terrible. You said that, Dermot. You said that. I feel terrible about this. If there was ever a chance to have a rule that had nothing to do with football, I'd say like twelve thousand. It's in your own ground. Well, well, probably Brighton or Nottingham Forest or Wolves or could, could, could give you 20,000 people. And I know it's not Plus. right. I feel bad about saying it out loud. And, and God bless them for being plucky. But plucky is... <laughs> pl- you, know you know what plucky is? It's what plucky does, isn't it? I should be so plucky. <laughs> I think he's plucky, done... I think, I mean, plucky, I'm plucky. Not, I'm not going to de- defend him because he's a silly old sod, but basically... <laughs> yeah, he's done, he's done really well... I mean, before last, he's had a bit of a meltdown the last couple of years, but really, to be fair, to get that, to get that club... Age does that to us, Yeah, backs. exactly. <laughs> I mean, he should know that. He should have got out, <laughs> got out of the way a long time ago. But basically... Obviously, he did really well getting that club anywhere near the, the Prem. It was a go. It's a massive, I mean, it's a, a massive I mean, charge. I had a decent manager there, and he, and he defended him, and every year was a relegation struggle. And you say, eight to 10,000 in the crowd, doing nothing against you know the big clubs. And, and they they done us once at Wembley, so I've got a real bad thing for Wigan. <laughs> but, but basically, you know, the last couple of years, he's had a bit of a meltdown. He's, got, he's obviously too old for what he's doing. Kept it in the family. All I'm going to say is he kept it in the family. Give it to the boy, off you go. But, but I don't. Did you see, have you seen, I'm, I'm you see what that. the uh, the 23 year old grandson is? He, he managed a fish and chip restaurant <laughs> oh. that went bust. <laughs> oh yeah. So he couldn't make a chip shop work in Wigan, which is pretty good. <laughs> oh, no. And also, it's better. It was Wheeler no, spent 1.3 million one, on the chip. He the lost, chip restaurant. Yeah, no, he lost. Oh, it, it, that well, must have been the most detail, luxurious but, fish lovely, and chip shop. Lovely. Lovely. The details is called Sharpies. It was in that um, trading estate where the football ground is, uh, where they've got a massive JJB, by the way, if you ever need to get some um, three-quarter length he training trousers. He spent 1.3 million on the, on the chip shop. One pound three... His granddad gave him 1.3 million, which he lost. So basically, oh, um, he had a fish and chip shop and uh, he battered everything, including the restaurant. Oh. So... So this is a boy that, that, that didn't finish um, Oxford... Uh, can't make can't, fish, I, I, can't I, run a chip shop. Can't run a, <laughs> he can't, literally he can't run a chip. Couldn't shop. run a chip shop on a Saturday <laughs> oh, night. Oh, um, he's been a director at the club. This is wonderful. I, I, this this is on, I, I, this is literally the words. You tell me this is not the most sinister sentence you've ever heard in your life. This is from a Wigan inside. I said he turned up at places. We wouldn't expect to see the chairman himself. Oh, hello. <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but it just feels really <laughs> straight. It, it just like some opium. Battering the cod. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much for the euphemism. But no, no, he's a bit worried. Well, he's, I didn't. I did, but again. I feel, I feel for those seventeen Wigan fans that still exist. <laughs> you know, this is terrible. That is, that is not a good track record, is it? It's be fair. You're taking over a club and you have got all that behind you. Can't run a chip shop. It's pretty worrying. But again, I, I, mean, I say, I, I think again, it's, it's the classic keeping the family, safe pair of heads. I, I, I don't. <laughs> I, I, I can't. I can't. It's quite old it. school in a way, isn't I'll, it? It's it, that it, sort but, of like, but like no, the chairman handing it on. There's obviously to, no, there's no yeah. uh, business sense in it at all. Yeah. But here's the problem. You know, that's football for you, really. He's handing nothing to no one. What he's doing is he's putting, he's, 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 he's shoving his, his grandson as a glove puppet. Yeah, yeah. Mm. 
Absolutely. How can it? How can the FA allow this? I mean, uh, this, is the, the, this is the big question. Time style question here, and obviously I don't, I don't mean it to be. You haven't got to come up with the entire answer, but it is ridiculous. How can the FA allow this to happen? Dermot. <laughs> yes, thank you, Dermot. Well, well, I mean, we'll play back. He's, <laughs> presumably, he's going to sell the club, you know, and, and he, like you say, he's a puppet, and the, the club are going to be sold off to whoever wants 12,000 fans. You know, um, do, you, do you think basically that's what he's, he, he's kind of, he's, he puts him in a position. Well, he's to, a businessman, isn't he? I'm, 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 I think he's took himself out of fire. Well, hold on, hold on. Fire. Yeah, but the boy couldn't. Out of chippy. The, the, boy couldn't, the boy couldn't sell a fat fire no, in a no, chip shop. No, no, so no, 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 Dave's got out of the way. Dave's, Uncle Dave, or Granddad Dave's got out Grand- of the way. Here, boy. In the end of the season, see how you get on, and then we'll, hopefully we stay up. I mean, I don't think they will, but they're gone as well, won't they? And then, and then we'll work out a, an escape plan, that's your thing. That's probably what I think that's what he's trying to do. That's what it looks like to me. I th- but my thing with Wigan is that, is that once they go, they'll go. Oh, this oh yeah. Is, yeah. They, yeah. Once, the, once the hull has cracked yeah. on that. Accurate and Stanley. Yeah, they see are, you later. They're, they're gone, aren't they? They're going yeah. to just drop like a stone, aren't they? And, uh, and the, only, the only thing you say is that, is that God bless them, they don't take 60,000 supporters down with them in that weird way. And, and, and once again, I still say, I well, celebrate where, where, every Wigan athletic fan that there play, is. Man. Well done, lads. You've, you've stuck with... You've stuck with well, God, oh my God. That's torture. But, but you've, you've had the eyes and you had the lows. Um, but should it be allowed? I mean, should, again, you know, we wonder about the FA stepping in and, and, and well, taking control. Yeah, I'm not sure the FA can... It's really their sort of business in a way you know what what can they do to someone like Dave Whelan who's what, run that club successfully yeah, got into so. a cup final um, had some years in the premiership you know that, we're very successful for us you know but yeah. probably not financially as successful but um I don't know if it's the well, FA he's sort of brief to sort if of he, if he owns a club step into that. a barrel which I guess he does or did yeah, but he's part what? but he's part what? of a league I don't know I know I know just said yourself earlier the FA you've got I mean, what, what, what's happening here who knows what's going on well the one that's what Jamie Redknapp says about great, something it doesn't really matter great fish and chip shop in the FA <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I mean, like, but it, I, used I, to I, I, think, I think it really is a, it's like a person to person basis there's no overall story in the FA I don't think it'll be any other business because we didn't do this um, I can't believe that Johnny Evans is being allowed mm. to be a lesser spitter yeah, the, the, I don't understand. Yeah, no, don't don't get it at all. Don't get it. And at the all. Ho- both the ho- as reprehensible. If you're going to do it, what, and do the, sc- the skulls thing about he was spitting on the ground, he wasn't spitting on no. the player. That's just legal jargon. That's nothing. He spat him. Yeah. Well, there's a blood, there there a blood on the floor. Yeah. 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 There was an inappropriate moment of spit. He spat, didn't he? And Cesar responded, and I know I agree with the two wrongs don't make them right. Blah blah blah. But you know that was. This, this, if, if one man is held more heavily responsible in that situation than the other, no, that will no, be no, despicable. You, could, you yeah. could do that. No, you yeah. can't do that. You can't no. do that. Can't not do that. Okay, so the, the reason that I'm delighted to say the boys are here, because it's very topical, they said, well booked day, and also because uh, they, they know how to put pen to paper. Uh, but in Mr Mark Baxter's case, he's gone, he's gone one step further one step beyond. and put brain <laughs> to pictures. I, I, I did that off the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> right, now, um, Jocks and Nerves magazine is a magazine I write for, and I did the Laurie Cunningham uh, piece that's in there. It's out there now, and this is all about the Laurie Cunningham story that um, the Dermot's in there. And uh, you'll, you'll also hear Sid Lowe will talk about the, the Spanish uh, element of the story, and Mr Mark Bright 
lovely fella who, who, who also talks about playing, you know, being alongside him when he turned up very briefly and, and never left him alone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's yeah, what he yeah, also yeah, says yeah. as well. So, so the Laurie Cunningham um, piece is in there as well. But also in their backs... Yes. Another hero from, yes. uh, and we're sitting here in, in, in London's West End and doing this, and uh, and it's, it's it's a face from the West End that you talked about. Yeah, it's up, Tubby Hayes. I mean, he, he, he's a, a well he's described as the Michael Caine of jazz. The other week was quite nice. But he basically was a stalwart of the British jazz scene from the late mid mid to late fifties, right through the sixties. Sadly, died in seventy three, age thirty eight. Um, very very undervalued uh, now, but at the time, you know. Mainstream television programs on the Saturday night, ITV, BBC. Uh, so he was the face of British jazz, really. And then, uh, sadly, like a lot of these guys, get onto the almost the... Laurie Cunningham style yeah, goes in a, missing. In a yeah. funny way, though, there is a quite a comparison between that sort of the, 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 the absolutely brilliant at what they do, and then just disappear between the cracks. I mean, obviously Laurie and die quite young as well. Which yeah, is, yeah. Thirty-three. And then, and then, Cunningham was thirty-three. Thirty-three. Think, I believe, yeah. That's unbelievable. But thirty-eight. Tubby in it, and then. Uh, He's forgot, forgotten for many years. I picked up on it through a couple of compilations in the 80s when I was trying to, I don't know, recreate absolute beginners in my brain, which is, you know, another story. But started going down Ronnie's, see Miles Davis, and that world was amazing. But Tubby never left me for some reason. I don't know why. Then I got into this mad world of show, and then I started doing books and stuff, and I wanted to make... I wanted to write a book about Tubby, but someone's doing that, so I'm spread it... And he'll do a great job of that. So I thought next thing is film. If only I'd known how tough it was. But oh, <laughs> but, here he goes. But I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not looking for anyone, anyone's sympathy, but believe me. And you ain't kids, just that. say no. But, <laughs> but no, it, but no it, it's been tough. Step away from the documentary. Yeah, it's been tough, but it's been very educational. And I, and I, I think we'll do a great job when we finally get there. And I'm hoping to have it out this year. Well, we will have it out this year. Uh, ten pound under the under the counter, if nothing else. Very nice. Yeah. So we're at summertime. We we look out for the yeah, late, late summer. Yeah, nice. And, and I think uh, are you targeting now something at the back end of the season yeah, as well? Yeah. Well, you? there's also um, but the biggest is exhibition, isn't it? Yeah, there? an exhibition in where Laurie grew up was Finsbury Park, um, and there's a good little theatre there that opened a couple of years ago, called the Park Theatre, and they're going to put on a photo exhibition about ah, in September, wonderful. between September and November. So there'll be some unseen photos there and yeah, a bit of clothing so yeah it should be a good these guys need celebrating they do a pair of them need celebrating we, 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 they've forgotten so quickly they've, they've too right. disregarded too quickly as well too right as well and of course if Laurie was around nowadays he'd be dancing a tubby that's the yeah, thing yeah. Uh, no doubt about it there you go gentlemen thank you much indeed that was the Whistleblowers thank you very much sir Sports Social Podcast Network